Well, all right. Welcome back. Here we are once again to Pastor B's kitchen table. You know the drill. This is the place where we chop it down, break it up, and put it back together again. And I'm so glad that during the course of the next few weeks, we're going to be dealing with a, a topic that is so relevant and real and needs to be addressed right now. And that is the topic of dealing with toxic relationships. We're going to be dealing with how do we get in them? How do we get out of them? How do we, how do we change the atmosphere of the toxicity in our relationships? So over the course of the next few weeks, I'm going to be having several uh, great Christian counselors, biblical counselors who deal with this, have dealt with this. And they're going to give us a little wisdom uh, as we go on this journey together. I want you to get this deep down in your spirit. And today, leading us off, kicking off the first leg of this, is none other than Sister Alyssa Matkins, who's a Christian counselor. She's been with us before, but she's back again. And you know, she's always blessing the body of Christ. Will you say hello to the kitchen table, please? Hello, kitchen table. Thank you for inviting me back, Pastor. I, I'm just as excited as you to not only be back um, in the house of the Lord with you speaking about this, but also speaking about this particular topic of toxic yeah. relationships. Yeah, 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 yeah. We know that relationships are hard within themselves, but it's a different dynamic when you get this whole toxicity in a relationship. So let's just start at, at ground level. Uh, how would you define a toxic relationship? Um, gosh, here's the problem. The definition of what toxic um, relationships differs widely. It really depends on who you speak with. We know mm -hmm. that it's, um, it, it's not healthy relationships. Um, and a toxic relationship in any relationship um, where it tears down more than it builds up is toxic. Mm. toxic. I mean, that's what it talks about in 1 Thessalonians 5.11, where it says, therefore, encourage one another and build each yeah. other up just as in fact you're doing. So relationships are supposed to build us up. So with that being said, um, I, I would have to define toxic relationship as, um, as mean, meaning poisonous. In other mm. words, in other words, toxic relationships are those that poison our peace, our joy, our rest, even makes up questions such as our identity um, what we know to be true of who God says we are. So it's our um, ability to not enjoy the person that we're with. Um, let's admit it, we're all toxic at times. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I know this is not something we like to talk about, but when we are in good seasons of our lives, we are at a better place in, in our life. And the root of all toxic behavior is rooted in sin you know, mm. which entered the world when the first man and, and woman rebelled against God. And the only hope that any of us have in being free from toxin, um, toxin of the sin is really in Jesus Christ. So this is yeah. why I love journeying um, with um, clients and helping them to have a clear knowledge of God's word, but more than anything, how to apply it in our life is a reflection of how we do that in relationships as well. Yeah, and I love what you say, how, how, how expansive that definition could be to apply to all relationships, it's a poison. When, when you said the word poison, I thought about some quotes that I heard 
when it relates to a toxic relationship. Here's a couple of them. One of them said that a toxic relationship uh, is like drinking poison and dying a slow death. That, 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 that another one said uh, that a toxic relationship uh, is like good pasta that was overbaked. Mm. Uh, and, and the last one said that it feels like being a firefly that's trapped inside of a jar and you wow. can't fly. That's yeah. it. That's yeah. it. That, that's really it. Toxic relationships, it will leave us feeling exhausted and frustrated, mm. sad, angry, anxious. And in a, a lot of cases, I'm seeing some depressed depression that's stemming yeah. from it. So essentially, it makes you feel unsupported, misunderstood, demeaned, attacked um, yeah. on a basic level. Any relationship that makes you feel worse rather than better can become yeah. toxic over time. Yeah, wow. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad you went into the idea of talking about demeaning because I'm going to ask you the question. What are the sounds of a toxic relationship? What does it sound like? What does it sound like? Um, you know, that's a good question because a lot of it sounds like what we heard from our childhood. Believe mm. it or not, that's where it all stems. And yeah. if we have parents that demeans us, that, you know, that talks down on us, that um, calls us stupid and ignorant, all of those, we learn how to become safe with that. And as adults, we feel more comfortable in that relationship than someone really building you up the way um, our identity is in Christ. So, you know, that's the danger part of it is that we hear all the negative part of it, but we can't um, self-regulate exactly what that means. So it's kind of like we're walking in a daze, um, sort, wow. of, sort of speak. This is why so many people stay in abusive relationships mm -hmm. is because it's, it's, like, um, it, it's like the way, way of life for them because they've been in it so long, similar to an addict. Um, an addict know that, um, that um, there's some drinking involved in it, but they don't comprehend the severity of the drinking. Right. So it, it's much like um, an addiction and an emotional addiction. It's a need that maybe you didn't get as a child from your primary mm -hmm. caregivers. Mm -hmm. And you've been seeking and searching for that all of your life. Yeah. And, um, people that are in an abusive, toxic re relationship, they always find something good within the person or within the, the, the bad part of the relationship. Even if it's financial means, someone supporting them financially with the Ooh, that's good. their head. Wow, no. that's powerful what you're saying. Someone's listening right now. And I'm glad you just, just to dig a little deeper because you're saying that there's safety and negativity. Absolutely. Uh, explain a little more. How could yeah. that be safety and negativity? Yeah, well, to understand what toxic means, it's important to understand what toxic does not mean. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think that people don't have a good, healthy understanding of what it means because they've been reacting to what it does not mean for so long. And sometimes we use the label toxic too broadly. Because see, toxic relationships can affect our business partners in the boardroom, yeah, um, yeah. sports team, marriages, family, couples, and of course, even the church. 
you know, uh, and, you know, that's kind of stepping on toes when we talk about the church, because we're all, we're all upstanding Christians in the church, but there are some toxic relationships that's been happening among Christians. And don't get me wrong, pastor, there will be some people whose company we don't prefer. Okay. But that doesn't mean that they're toxic. Okay. There's some disharmony in relationships that's normal. However, some people inject poison into every relationship, making Mm. healthy give and take impossible. So those are toxic people. And the Bible has some advice for us in dealing with toxic people. I mean, I do this every day with clients and everything that I do, no matter what a client comes in with, I always go to God's word first. Because it's crucial that we as Christians don't make the use of the term toxic as an excuse to avoid people who are hurting. Yeah, yeah. And and sometimes we don't know quite the difference. Um, So we we have to make sure that we really understand the the difference and what that sound and looks like. And we do, as Christians, need to detect toxic people a mile away. Kind of mm-hmm. like a radar detector. I mean, right, right. The whole the whole point of having a radar detector, it, it's a tool that's designed to alert you when your speed right. might be monitored by the police, and it gives you time to check your speed and slow down if necessary. That's what happens with toxic people and being discerned as Christians, mm-hmm. um, because there are people that God brings in our lives to walk mm-hmm. alongside with us. And there are also people that the enemy brings in our lives to destroy us walking alongside these people. So we have to be um, discerned. So it is good to protect ourselves from toxic people. It is good to know what it sounds like, what it looks like, but perhaps not for the reasons that we would expect. Um, Mm -hmm. Garrett Thomas just wrote a new book Um, when to walk away, finding Mm -hmm. freedom from toxic people. Great book. And Mm -hmm. one thing he quoted, he said, learning how to deal with toxic people isn't first and foremost about protecting our joy, our peace, our reputation, or even our sanity, though though those are good things, of course. It's primarily about protecting our mission. What Mm, God has really called us to do is yeah. this a season that God is calling you to be in this relationship with this toxic person? And as true believers of Christ, ministering to others, unlike you or I, have been the Christian cornerstone since the dawn of Christianity. You know, so we must walk alongside these individuals and not cause, you know, and not cut them off in our lives. The truth is, all Christians have a God-given mission as we see in 2 Corinthians 5.20, as it talks about, therefore, we are ambassadors of Christ. God making his uh, appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. So there's hope for for toxic relationships and there's hope for those that might be struggling a little bit outside of um, the relationships of toxic, which might even be leaning more towards some sort of mental um, yeah. disorder that might be going on. 
that, that's interesting that you make that great distinction between uh, someone who needs restoration. They're going through a season of sorrow and suffering, great difficulty, and our mission to come alongside and be a part of the restorative arm of God in restoring them versus someone who's, who's been sent from the enemy and their job is to destroy you and pull you away from the mission and purpose that God Absolutely. has for you and being able to discern, to be discerning enough to know which one is which. Absolutely. More Absolutely. or less testing, as John said, about testing the spirit by the spirit. Absolutely. Absolutely. And this is how toxic relationships develop. That's just kind of the foundation right. of, of how it happens because none of us wake wake up the next morning and say, hey, I'm going to venture into a toxic relationship. No one says that. So a lot of times we bring baggage into relationships that we don't even realize have not been unpacked yet. Mm -hmm. And these are baggages that we have been carrying for 10, 15, 20 years. So we bring all of that into the relationship along with, um, with who God says we are. And sometimes there's a bit or a lack of confusion in that. We know who God says we are, but we don't know how to walk that out. We don't know what that looked like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Counsel, we've been talking about entering into a, a toxic relationship, but if we could turn the corner just for a moment, mm -hmm. what are some signs to determine if you are a toxic person yourself? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, one of the one of the signs that that I believe are really important out of everything is your understanding of your identity. I think that that's the core. When you don't know who you are, you allow someone else to identify you accordingly to what they're needing from you. Hmm. So I think that that is that's the key thing. Is that we say that again, please. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Can you say that again? Say it one more time, please. When you I don't know who you key, are. The key element is if you don't know who you are, you will allow someone else to give you their identity of what you need to be for them. Because see, yeah. that's what toxic relationship is. Yeah, it's yeah, one-sided. Yeah. It's all yeah. about a person who has a need and they're trying to mold you. They're trying to shape you. They're really trying to rob you of your identity, mm -hmm. okay? Only because there is something that they are lacking in. Yeah. See, toxic relationships come from people that are insecure, people that are manipulators, people that are narcissists. These are people that, that, that have a need so deep um, that only Christ can really meet that need. They have a need so deep that they need someone to fill in that gap. Yeah. That's the sad part about it. So if you don't know who you are, then you're going to allow somebody else to dictate who you are. And that, mm. that really, like I said, it bankrupts everything about who you know about yourself or any part of your life where you have walked in, you're no longer, um, you know, have the capability of that. And does people, can people tell when someone is in a toxic relationship? Absolutely. Because you don't, you're no longer the person you used to be. So hmm. I would say that to wow. me first. The, the second thing, pastor, is love. Okay. Yeah. If you don't know how to love yourself, 
how can you expect to know what love looks like coming from someone else? You just don't know. And God's word is a prime example of how we should love ourselves because God loves us first. So people, people kind of, um, they know insecure people and they know that they can drain these insecure people. Toxic relationships are not uh, among two really strong people that know who they are in Christ because there's some intimidation about that. So it's a lack of love and really a lack of disrespect as well. In a sense, you're kind of just kind of disrespecting not only yourself, but you're disrespecting who God really says you are. Toxic relationships, all humans were made in God's image and therefore deserve respect. So if disrespect have creeped into our lives or into our relationships, it can be a sign that there's some um, some parts of the relationship that are toxic. So respect yeah. is a fundamental element of any relationship. And when yeah. it's missing, closeness of the relationship is not possible. And if you're mm. in a relationship with a person who looks down on you, you will suffer. You will okay? suffer. You will suffer. Because I was, I was thinking about the ramification that if someone sets you up to be the filler of the void in their lives, or what's missing in, the, in, in their dreams, hope, really a heart. They're asking you to really play, play God for them. Absolutely. Then there's usually, there's usually ramifications that if you fail their expectations, there's ramifications. And that's when I guess the, the, the fruit of the toxicity begins to show itself because now I have to punish you. I've got to punish Absolutely. you for failing me. And so what are some ways that people punish each other in relationships? Yeah, well, one of the ways that people punish each other in relationship is through the most toxic relationships, which is emotional, verbal, physical, and spiritual abuse, okay? Mm -hmm. and, and we haven't even really talked about the abuse part of it because yeah. the really the, the most hardening part about abuse is that it's considered a trauma now. So it's not yeah, something yeah. that you just talk about. Now you're experiencing a trauma um, and we call it post-traumatic stress disorder. Much like the people that we love so much and we honor that goes out of our country to fight a war for us. You know, as much as they come back a hero, part of where they've been comes back with them in their brain cells. I mean, their, their thinking is still the same they've experienced some trauma. So it's not easy for them to just come back to society, you know, have a roof over their head, get back with their families, um, get good medical care. That's not enough to um, cure them. It's a process. And some of these toxic relationships involves a process of healing, okay? Mm -hmm. And it does involve some trauma. And trauma doesn't happen as a mind thing. Trauma happens in the brain. It shifts the way the brain thinks. And, and I know we hear a lot of people say, oh, okay, well, you know, it's been six months, get over it. Okay, no, the brain, the brain takes time to get over. Even though the brain is resilient and God has a wonderful way of restoring the brain and resetting the brain, mm -hmm. it still all happens in the brain. So now you're dealing with someone in a toxic relationship 
that has been traumatized by the experience. Mm -hmm. This is why it's hard to get out of toxic relationships because they've never lived in a world um, where there's freedom, where there's no chaos, where there's no um, hitting or name calling. They've been right. living in that for so long. Like I said, it, it has become a safe zone for them more than anything. What part does the heart play in all of this? You talked about how it impacts our thinking, uh, our minds, but, but what about the heart? How does the, because, you know, as a believer, everything is, is centered around the, the, the heart is the, the core of everything. How does this show up in the heart? Absolutely. Um, well, we can kind of hear and see where a, a person's heart is. Um, mm -hmm. Like I said, it, it's seen all over. Um, part, of the, part of the damage part of the heart is that um, God has to really restore and reveal that. Um, there's a false understanding of love. This is why, you know, two Christian couples get together and that lack of intimacy or, or not really understanding what love is does not play out in the marriage because they came into the marriage with a damaged heart. Okay, mm -hmm. so you're absolutely right. And whatever is happening in the heart will be played out in our everyday life. Yeah, it's played, yeah, out, yeah, it's played yeah. out in the workplace. It's even yeah. played out at church. It's played out yeah. in yeah. our parenting, in our yeah. relationships with yeah. um, other men and women. It shows itself up. And we have to really um, come to the realization that our heart has to first be examined first. It really does. Yeah, I know yeah. that when I, get, when I get clients in for the first time, um, pastors, sometimes I have them to draw a picture of a giant heart that mm -hmm. I ask them to kind of um, kind of um, show me what parts of the heart belongs to what. So what they do is they do a pie, they pie demonstration of what. And in one corner, I see such a small pictures of a picture of self and God. That's how mm. much of their heart they believe yeah. that God really um, participates yeah, yeah. in that gives me a clear indication of where their heart has been yeah, throughout yeah. their lifespan. It, it's just yeah. a great image of, of where, and it shows me how they've been acting out in those behaviors. Yeah. 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 Because I, I think about whenever Jesus talks about um, the out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Absolutely. And he talks about the, the issue regarding defilement. And Jesus was saying, what defiles a man is not anything external. It's those things that are internal. That's where the, the anger, the abusive, the pornography, you know, the hatred, it all comes from within the heart. And so I've always said, if you change the heart, then you can change the person. Uh, question, question, question. Um, are there any examples of toxic relationships in the Bible? Um, yeah, I, I believe that um, soil, um, Saul and, and David had a toxic, mm. Mm. I mean, um, it, it was, it, it was so toxic that even when David, um, was trying to adjust the issue, um, soil, um, Saul was still after him. Okay. Yeah. So it, it was a toxic relationship and the behavior that was displayed between um, 
that particular situation are basically the same behavior that's been displayed right now in modern society. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Exactly. Exactly. You had you 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 had you, you had you had jealousy in there. Absolutely. Uh, envy. Uh, murderous attempts. Absolutely. Uh, uh, just you're right. Just you name it. The gamut was there. That is a great example of Saul and David. That's an example of what, what we mean by that. Uh, tremendous, tremendous. There are some men and women who are watching right now, mm-hmm. and they are saying, "Counselor, uh, you just you just named me. You named my issue. You named my family background." And now they're asking a question. Okay, I've identified it. Either it's me or I'm in it and I've been in it for a long time. Mm-hmm. Where do I start? I've, I've heard truth. Give me just one nugget, one nugget that I can begin to stand on and move towards because I sure want to change this. I, I, I think the first thing is that you have to identify the toxic traits. You have mm. to identify. It, it's, it's hard for any of us to come to terms terms or acknowledge anything when we don't first acknowledge it. So we, we have to do that. And how do you do that? You take inventory. How about take an inventory of your own self? Um, self-awareness mm. is the, the first thing that we can do. How about seeking yourself through the, the guidance of the Holy Spirit? You know, that's what's great about God. We pray, God, show me. He will show us. Yeah. He will show us. So, you know, just kind of asking the Holy Spirit to reveal in you, do I have any toxic behaviors? Do I have any toxic um, mindset? And then the next thing to do is there are people that you really trust that you mm. can, that's really going to be honest. Ask them to give you an inventory of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Honest yeah. people will tell you about yourself. Honest yeah. people will really um, tell you about yourself. And, and then you just have to come clean with yourself. Yeah. yeah. Really do have to come clean and then be willing to reach out to get some help and change yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Because we can acknowledge, we can come to terms for, for um, about it. We can identify, take inventory, but what do you do with that? Because yeah. we can't fix ourselves. Even the best surgeons in the United States, they go under another surgeon for an operation. They That's themselves right. don't even operate on themselves. So yeah. that is the first step towards yeah. really yeah. healing yeah. and yeah. recognizing yeah. is getting some but help. That is, as you were talking about the church earlier, and that's one of the things that I've discerned over all these years is that we can go through the, the list and identify, check, 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 check. When it comes to the part of actually taking the action, we're really going to put the, you know, because so many things get involved, such as such as embarrassment, such as such as pride, such as really, as you said, about really self-examination. You know, to really examine, you talked about let someone else tell you about yourself. Those closest to you, they know you. Uh, Absolutely. And, 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 and so that part of being hearers of the word versus being doers of the word always seems to stumble us. And so we end up staying. And then you talk about, then we end up having generations of this. Uh, because no one actually would take the, 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 the decisive step to say, 
I'm going to I'm going to take my heart. I'm going to take my issue and let God begin to work on me, work on us. Because the answer, I assume, is the answer to every family or marriage is not always to get out the marriage. The answer initially get help for the marriage. Absolutely. You're absolutely right. Yes, you're absolutely right about that, Pastor. And that becomes difficult for some people to admit, I need help. Um, That's a hard, that's a hard pill to take. It it really is. And, and, you know, the the thing that the wise counsel that I can kind of really encourage people to do is when dealing with any type of um, toxic relationship, it's important to focus on your health and your well-being. You know, it's kind of like the oxygen, the, the mask on the airplane when the airplane pressure, they don't tell parents to give the oxygen mask to their kids. They say, we want you to be okay first. Okay, yeah. so when we're walking with other people or even when we're dealing with this ourselves, we have to be focused on our own um, on our own well-being. And consequently, it's you're dealing with someone who may be draining you um, at that time. And like I said, it might not be a good time, but if you or your loved one or anybody that you know within the church or whatever, if it's getting to the point to where there's some violence involved in it, yeah. um, some domestic violence, which we have heard a lot about in the last two years since yes. COVID, because people are now living um, under the same roof for longer periods of time during the day. They're actually working from home. But you know, you can always contact the National Domestic Violence Hotline. It's a 1-800 number. Um, they're very confidential. Um, and if it's to that point, um, there needs to be a good support, pe- uh, a good group of support that's willing to get you some help. And that might mean yeah. that you might have to get outside the house to a shelter or to someone who can really house you for that time until you both individually get some help to really reconcile and to make the relationship work. So it, it can, it, it has its different levels, um, degrees of, um, of unhealthiness yeah. to it. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Wow. Wow. You have said a lot. Thank you so much, Sister Madkins, for you leading this off. This is going to be a very deep, necessary discussion over the weeks to come. But Christ came to save us. And in that saving, he wants to heal us. Absolutely. And, and so, Absolutely. so for those that's watching online right now, I know this may have been tough for you, but, but God has sovereignly loved you enough to let you hear that, that you can get the help that you need. It's not about us simply knowing but us doing something about what we know. So Absolutely. I, I, thank, Amen, I, I thank God. So I want you to share it with everyone, everywhere at your family. And the Lord says the same. We're going to see you next week right here again at the kitchen table. Before we go, let me just say a word of prayer before we get out of here. So much has been shared. Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus. I thank you, God, for, for Sister Matkins, God, sharing her heart, sharing your word, sharing her experience, and sharing truth. I ask and pray, Almighty God, you will bless the viewers, and the listeners, Lord God, that we will decide, Lord God, to change. Uh, as Jesus asked the man to pool, uh, do you want to be healed? And Lord, if the answer is definitively yes for us, God, help is available. We thank you, Lord God. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank Amen. you, Pastor.